don't know the power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hello, welcome along to Just Like in the Movies, brought to you by gkmedia.ie. We are looking back on the 32nd Galway Film Flat, which finished up last Sunday night. And what a great number of screenings took place throughout the week. And of course, the awards were handed out as well on Sunday evening. What's really interesting that they announced during the awards is that a selection of the FLA 2020 winning short films across animation, documentary and fiction are available to rent from their website. So that's pretty cool. But joined as always for reviewing and discussing and debating are our amazing team of Lisa Tracy and Dave Coyne. Hello. Good evening. Hi, guys. Now, the big movie of the Galway Film Flat ended up being Philip Doherty's Redemption of a Rogue, which took Best Irish First Feature and Best Irish Feature at this year's Film Flat. Seldom does one movie win two big accolades like that. And Dave, you got to see Redemption of a Rogue, didn't you? I did, kind of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go there. No, I I think it's a fair point. You were watching Redemption of a Rogue online. Yeah, I mean, I was watching it, uh, you know, obviously we review movies for the Flash, so I had my account online, and uh, I went online yesterday evening, we didn't get a chance to watch everything over the Flash, because we do have lives as well, despite what some people might think, and uh, it said, you know, this film expires or goes offline or something at 9 o'clock, and I was like, oh, grand, I'll put it on at 8 o'clock, so I put it on at 10 past 8, and I was watching it, and then at 9 o'clock it stopped, so it was like ordering uh, uh, a meal at half an hour before last orders and I was in the middle of my meal and they pulled the plate out from underneath me. But anyway, despite those technical issues, it was, and I, and bear in mind, I haven't seen the full film, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, I saw 40 minutes of it or so. And I have to say, even at 40 minutes, I can see how this film won best film at the FLA and best first feature for Philip Doherty because mother of God, it is exquisite, this film. As I said, maybe it goes downhill after the following scene after I got, got it pulled out. It from doesn't. Me. It doesn't. But my God, it was good. Uh, I mean, the direction, the the blend of dark, like dark comedy is something that it's a, it's a phrase that bandied or oh, it's a dark comedy, meaning it's a dark subject and they're trying to be funny. Dark comedy doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to actually have a success. And it, it's a bit of a, pardon the pun, it's a bit of a dark art, the old dark com- comedy. And this film is just masterful at it. The direction, the cinematography, the the acting is superb. The editing is wonderful. Uh, obviously, the you know Philip and his editor, whoever his editor was, that they're obviously um, fans of Hot Fuzz and you know the Edgar Wright style of editing and composition. And it shows like they were. This wasn't an afterthought. This wasn't like oh lads in the editing room. How about we do this? You could tell the director. He might correct me if I'm wrong, if he if he's listening. But from what I could see, Philip, he knew what he wanted to do in a scene. And he shot it so that it could be edited in such a way that is very crisp and modern, very Edgar Wright-esque, if anybody knows Edgar Wright from Hot Fuzz and other wonderful films like of his. And it just works so well. Even a simple scene like the two brothers having a fight outside the house and it's just jump cut, jump cut, jump cut to add to the comedy and the farcicalness of it, this silly fight. 
and it's wonderful. I mean, it's a simple story of this guy who was, was a bit of a loser around town and, you know, small town, middle of Ireland, Offaly, I believe it was, or whatever. Cavan, Cavan, Cavan. Cavan, Offaly, they're all the same. <laughs> and, <laughs> no offence to Cavan, Offaly. But, you know, middle Ireland, small town. This fella had a very bad time in the GAA years ago and his father was walloping him and all this kind of stuff. And he's gone into drink and drugs and he's very depressed and he carries around a a bag with a noose in it. Even the buying of the noose, the scene where he's buying the, the rope. Oh my God, I'm even laughing now just thinking back on it. It was masterful. The 40% of it that I saw, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Lisa, you got to see it all. I sure did, Gary. You did the right thing. You tuned in on the night. Saturday. Of the yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw it on Saturday and I absolutely fell in love with this film. I thought it was so refreshing. Finally, a dark comedy that actually was a dark comedy. It was so funny, like not like you're in stitches funny, but just so quirky and the story coming together and just his acting was superb. Everybody in this was superb. The music was brilliant. Production design, editing, the whole lot. It was just, it was just a a masterpiece in filmmaking, I thought. And for it to be the first feature, I thought, well, fair play to them. They're just fantastic. And fair play to Cavan County Council, who I believe had a hand in this. And Aaron Monaghan, who played our rogue of the title, Jimmy. Uh, his brother was hilarious. The the goons, the Cavan goons. They were Kevin McGarren was one of them, who is just priceless in my opinion. Just everybody in it, you know, it just it was just brilliant. I could I could go on all day about how really good it was. Um, so, but I won't. Do you think this is a movie that'll perform well then in cinemas, both Absolutely. nationwide and overseas? Absolutely. It's from. Oh my god! Yes. It's Wildcard or the distributors, as far as I know, and you're uh, right. Yeah, they have picked the or the winners of the last four years, I think, or the the last yeah. five years of the FLA and. Uh, you know, the things like Young Offenders, you know, they're, they're picking the really good quirky comedies that uh, that will go far. So I think I think it's definitely onto a winner when it eventually gets released in cinemas. Excellent. I wonder why the plug was pulled on it at nine o'clock. Was it because that they knew that they won? So that's it. They just wanted to lock it down or something. It didn't mm. say this screening will stop in the middle of your visual entertainment. <laughs> Again, when you buy food and they put it down and close, I've often got into a restaurant at 10 minutes before. You all know I'm always late for everything. You go into a restaurant, <laughs> my favorite restaurant in Galway, and I go in there and it's like, even if it's like five minutes to last orders, and they say, listen, is it too late? And they're like, no, no, you're okay. And you order some food and they, it's the last meal that they cook and they put it on your plate and then the chefs go home. They don't take the plate and the knife and the fork with them when they go. They allow you to finish your meal. So I got it and I said, oh, well, I will start streaming this at 10 past eight and I'll be 40 minutes inside the threshold of being cut off. And I pressed play and I thought, OK, this is good. And two or three minutes into the film, I thought, oh, wow, I'm in for a treat here. And I was really getting my teeth into this as I continue my food metaphor. And then somebody came in, shoved their feckin' dirty film flat hand into my mouth and pulled the lovely chocolate cake out of my mouth and grabbed my tongue with it. And I was not happy. At no. all. Yeah, if anyone saw the discussion we had on Messenger last night, it wasn't very civilized. And if it was if it was a, a mediocre film, I probably wouldn't be as upset over it. But the <laughs> fact that it was a really, really good film and I really enjoyed it kind of annoyed me more. Uh, but I will certainly catch it in the cinema when it comes out and I very much encourage people to do so. Lisa, out of 10? Nine, which is the first okay. for me for an Irish movie. The first 40 minutes out of 10, I'm going to give it like 10. 
It was <laughs> amazing. Even the scene with the father in the bed. Uh, even the scene with the brick through the window and the cornflakes, everything. <laughs> and even the he's eating the cornflakes with a bit of glass in his mouth. Every piece of acting was masterful. Even down to a very good friend of mine who's in the film, who I won't name check here, hashtag Shanti O'Malley, um, who was in there. And he, you know, there's a lovely scene in the poem where this old guy goes, I know, let ye who was without sin cast the first stone in this outlet stands up and goes, well, I think I've been a good lad. And then there's all these voices going, you did this to me. You raped me as a child. You battered your wife. You owe me a hundred euros. And it was brilliant. It was just hilariously funny. And uh, this film is uh, an absolute gem. And I hope it gets a good release. I hope it gets a good run. I hope it makes money. And I hope people go and see it because... We need to go and see Irish movies. We need to take Michael Bay off the big screen and put <laughs> talent like this up there, give them more money, not for themselves, for their pockets, so they can have mansions and lots of stupid cameras like Michael Bay, but so that they can take their wonderful scripts and ideas and bring them to, to life and share the magic with us because this is a wonderful film. And just even let us see them. That, that'd be good as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, and if I go into the cinema and there's an issue with this film, I'll go through somebody, I swear to God. Okay, but well, speaking of friends, well, Sean T. O'Malley, uh, my good buddy, <laughs> he was in the closing movie at the Film Fly there on Sunday night, A Rock, which kind of started off on the eve of the Great Famine and kind of carried on for a couple of years into the famine. And I thought that it was going to be a depressing Irish movie about the famine, but it was, it was still the famine, but it was really gripping. I thought the acting was really good. The story kept me hooked all the time and it made you feel very, very grateful about what we have today. Even if we're in the middle of a global pandemic, I'm still very grateful that we're here in Ireland in 2020 and not in 1845. Mm-hmm. But uh, just really good. The main character, Don Lohealy, was excellent. Uh, Michael McElhatton was playing the landlord. He was excellent. Sean T. O'Malley was excellent. The cinematography was beautiful. The music by Keela was amazing. Uh, well done to Kate McCullough as well, who did the cinematography. So it's written and directed by Tom Sullivan, a movie I would highly recommend. Dave, Lisa, you didn't get to see it. I did get to see it. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's why I went to do a whole blurb about it. Oh, I no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Edit me out. You're grand. You're grand. You've said it all. you said it all. I don't know. There isn't a lot to talk about, but I personally thought it was a great movie. I thought it was excellent. Fair play to them. Yeah. Tom O'Sullivan is a good colleague of mine from back in the day. Um, other people might know him as the voice of SpongeBob Osquilga. Um, but uh, I know him from Rossi Nagalieva, a series two. Mm. He's a sound man, and I know he's had this in his uh, back pocket for uh, a while, and he's tried to get it made for a long time. So uh, everybody who worked on this film, it was just, there was so much work in this movie, and they made it look seamless. I thought it was beautifully shot, the costumes, everything. It was just, you felt like you were in 1845. And yeah. it was just wonderful. Every everybody was brilliant, um, especially the little girl. I thought she was great. That's Bob Quinn's granddaughter, I think, uh, or Liz Quinn's daughter, I think. I can't remember first name. Maeve, I think. So anyway, um, yeah. Every like it was just. It's it's a tough movie. It's not not an easy movie, but it's uh, it was really really well done. I thought there were everyone was excellent. Again, it's a movie that I think a, a lot of people, especially the young generation should see. And it does answer a lot of questions as well, where people be like, oh, she wasn't there more than pedacious, couldn't they? How was there a family? It was just pedacious and all mm-hmm. that. But actually, it, it does answer a lot of those 
throwaway remarks and questions and you really get a good insight into what Ireland was like back then as a country, what was going on politically, you know, in terms of education, livelihood and so on, what they had to give up. And basically seeing your loved ones dying was just the norm, mm. you know, um, well, it was powerful. And yeah, it, it is dark, but I don't think it's overwhelmingly depressing no. that you should avoid it. No, I actually think you'll not. get so much out of it. Yeah. Very insightful film. What would you give out of 10 for Aracht? Um, I think with everything that went into it, I'd definitely give it a solid eight, mm-hmm. which is pretty, pretty high. Like it's like Redemption of Rogue of a, of a special number nine for that. But this was definitely an eight. I thought it was, it was epic and it was, you know, it's, it's a side of Ireland that we were only getting to see the last few years, like with things like Black 47 and things like that, you know, like, and also the fact that it was in Irish, I love that. You know, I was actually able to understand it because it's the best. It's the Connemara Irish. No offense to any of the Donegal or Munster Irish people. Yeah, it was just really well shot, really well acted. Great story. Great story, really. It was, it was a thriller as well as anything else. You know, it was a historical drama, but it was also a thriller and a murder yeah. mystery as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Okay, excellent. And then... Well, you caught loads of them, but we'll just go to just a documentary that took place on Sunday as well. We will give a shout out, of course, though, to Pat Collins, who won Best Irish Documentary for Henry Glassy Fieldwork. Now, I only saw a little bit of it. The cinematography looked absolutely amazing. Just looked like a canvas of amazing paintings, just flicking through wow. one by one. It was Ooh. beautiful. But um, I don't really know enough about it or I've seen enough of it to to comment on it. But congratulations to Pat Collins and all involved in the production of that. But you got to see another documentary that was on Sunday, Lisa, and that was about an Irish sporting team breaking ice. About, could you believe it, the Irish bobsled team of 1988 that went to the Olympics? Or no, they tried to go to the Olympics. And that's the crux of the thing. They started back in the 80s. uh, This English guy called something Tracy. He's not a relation. But uh, he wanted to create the first Irish bobsled team. And he got a couple of rowers who had already rowed in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics. And he got them interested. And then there was other people who were interested in doing the bobsled and it's actually lethal like but has anybody ever seen bobsledding it's lethal you could like people got beheaded doing this it was like health and safety was not an issue back in the 80s it just it was awful so they were risking their lives and the olympic council of ireland decided not to actually fund them or send them to the olympics even though they qualified for the olympics and then they actually did go in 1992 when it was in Canada, as far as I remember. Like as a documentary, it had an interesting style because it kept going to an animation every now and again. And that was pretty good and had a lot of uh, footage from the 80s and a lot of, um, you know, home footage, home movie kind of footage of the guys when they were training and different things and actually at the Olympics. But um they, but it was also a very standard, you know, heads talking, talking heads kind of documentary yeah. as well. But I just, I just found the story really interesting because I didn't, I wasn't aware that we had a bobsled team ever. But they do actually have medals from the Olympics, uh, not gold, bronze, or whatever. But they do have, they were, they took part in the Olympics, and um, they could. It was, it was, it's all very corrupt sometimes because they did actually get really uh, far in a certain. 
round and then it wasn't fair on the other teams because of they going first on the ice or something and then they that round got scrapped which meant they were back in like 22nd place out of 30 or something but insightful educational documentary very good and that's from director jason brannigan out of 10 out of 10 because i just thought there was a bit too much of the talking heads um i'm gonna give it a six let's look back then guys before we wrap up with our thoughts on the 32nd goalie film flam how do you think it all worked out in the end in terms of going online i think it was quite successful i have to say i mean despite you know we waxed i waxed lyrical up earlier on about the one little glitch that i had ironically in the best movie that i saw at the flat this year <laughs> but i think that uh overall they did a great job uh i forget the lady's name is it Barbara, she's a technical lady, works at the FLA now. I've never met her uh, because normally at the FLA I would have met her this year if I'd been there. But uh, apparently uh, all of my FLA contacts have told me she's great. She's done a great job. And obviously this was, you know, normally the FLA, people think the FLA just happens once a year. But what they don't realize is behind the scenes, uh, the FLA team are probably having a couple of hours of extra sleep right now and a couple of pints as they normally do, having been one of them myself many years ago. But then, you know, the ramp up for next year's last starts pretty straight away. The core team are looking at films for next year and it's a long running to get the FLA off the ground. So for them to pivot so quickly, uh, you know, in March when the world ended, as it were, to get this up and running in a, such a short space of time and have the, all the logistics, it's it's amazing. And my hat is off to them and I look forward to um, hopefully seeing them all next year at their normal FLA. And congratulating them and uh, buying them a few beers to say well done because they did a great job. Absolutely. Okay, Lisa? Yeah, I thought this was brilliant this year because I saw more of the flag than I had ever seen before. Between documentaries, features, uh, try to watch a few shorts, but I just missed my window for the shorts. Um, and I saw a few, no, a lot of Q&As actually, which were really good. Um, I watched the pitching competition, which is always very good. And, uh, you know, you just you just got to see all the bits that you might miss out by being at another venue. You know, this time you got to see as a lot, a lot more than you did. So fair play to everybody, especially Will, I think, because, you know, he w- he did a great job. And I really liked the tiny bit at the end of after Arak and everything was over. Or was it on today? I can't remember. But he comes out. It was on today, and he was Ferris Bueller, and I thought that was brilliant. I I loved it. I thought very apt for uh, for the day that was in it. For anyone that referenced the the last scene in Ferris Bueller, where he's like, "What are you still doing here? Go home." Yeah, really loved it. I thought it was it was a great fla. Well done, everybody involved. Really good. Really looking forward to next year. Dave, what was your favorite film, and what was your favorite documentary of the week? Uh, my favorite documentary, and uh, again, I didn't get to see everything because you know, even though uh, with the with the flat online, there wasn't as much kind of waiting twenty minutes for this to change and people to come out and delays and delays and delays, which is part of the flat. You can get a quick sneaky point in or whatever, but I didn't get a chance to see everything. But the best documentary for me was the Decode Entrapment Tapes. I thought that was very good. That's the best one that I saw. I also on, very honourable mention mention for. Um, my Extraordinary Summer with Tess, which absolutely mm-hmm. was a fabulous little film. Great family, comedy, amazing actors, and I hope we see more from them. But the standout film for me was the 40 minutes of uh, Redemption <laughs> of a Rogue that I saw. And I'm chomping at the bit to see that film in its entirety because uh, the potential that that had. And it was in a different league to any of the other Irish films, you know, drama films that we saw 
like Nocturnal or Here Are the Young Men. Uh, but this was in a different league to those films in terms of everything. I, I won't even list them, literally across the board. So for me, Redemption of a Rogue was a very worthy winner of The Fla. Okay, excellent. And Lisa, favourite doc and movie for you? Favourite doc, I'm going to agree with Dave and say that uh, the Dakota Entrapment tapes were the best doc. Where can I start with the features though? Because I said on Saturday night to the Redemption of Rogue people, I said, you guys, this is my favourite so far. I am super happy with this film. I really hope it does well. And I was right. But I, I want to give a little little mention to Here Are the Young Men because I still think that was really good. I think The Castle was excellent and I really did like My Extraordinary Summer with Tess. I thought that was a beautiful film and very accessible film. You know, that um, you know, it's not often that you get films that you can watch with your family and you know, that's that's something that's special that you get to see those kind of movies at the flat. Okay, well well done to all involved in this year's Galway Film Fla and uh as much as we enjoyed it online and as much as the thrill of seeing more screenings than we ever did this year because it was all online and a lot more accessible. We still hope that it's back to the usual format next year. Lisa and Dave, thank you so much for uh, putting aside your own personal time to cover the Falafros day by day throughout the past week. Really enjoyed your commentary and thoughts. <laughs> no problem. Pleasure, Gary. It was great fun and uh, <laughs> hope to do it in person next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sounding tired oh. now. <laughs> so there you go that is it for this special series of just like in the movies we hope to be back soon with a brand new series i suppose as of now it's hard to know uh, what the future lies regarding cinemas and when they'll reopen and be back to normality and stuff and all the big movies being released and we get to review them and so on but we will keep you updated as to what is happening via our social media channels thanks again for listening do subscribe to the podcast tell your friends and we'll talk to you again soon bye-bye bye bye-bye